Hello and welcome back to Think to the Brink, the ultimate overthinking podcast, a place for all overthinkers to come together and overanalyze as one. Really nice. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Today we're overanalyzing, um, I'd say, one of my favourite characters from Shrek, who is under five foot, which is actually quite a lot of them. Quite a lot of the fairy tale creatures are quite short in stature. Yeah, that doesn't narrow it down. Gingy, um, we almost did. The yeah. gingerbread man. We will be talking about Gingy because, of course, there's that famous torture scene but uh, we may be doing a little bit extra on the gingerbread man on patreon yeah maybe with uh, Thelonious who's one of my favorite characters who also features in aforementioned scene well that was one of the other suggestions we had a couple of suggestions that were considered too obscure to overthink on the show so it was mm-hmm. Thelonious who for those of you that don't know is the uh, kind of hooded, hooded balaclava is it a balaclava yeah. no it's like a cloth yeah, with slits for eyes. He's almost like the executioner. He's one yeah. of Lord Farquaad's hired goons. Henchmen. Henchmen, exactly. We consider him too obscure, so we may be doing something on him on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, the other suggestion we had, big shout-out to Will Elliot. Uh, he suggested the little bird that Princess Fiona sings to and, ex- <laughs> <laughs> and explodes. So, I mean, that would, you know... I, he's an unnamed character that's only in it for about a second. So we may be doing some of those more obscure characters on Patreon. So think of them as Think to the Brink Plus. And if you want to check us out on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash think to the brink with the number two. We have three tiers. Uh, we've got uh, the $2 a month tier, which is one cup of coffee less cup a month. Joe. And you can enjoy all of the Think to the Brink back catalogue. So if you've just discovered us now, our back catalogue includes such classics as The Killers, Mr. Brightside, Uptown Funk, Fang, Open Brackets, Hagrid's Dog, Doc from The Seven Dwarves, Mr. Smee, uh, The Meal Deal. So much uh, content on Patreon and only $2 a month you can go back and access all of that and you'll also be able to not just relive the past of the show but you'll be able to shape the future by suggesting future episode topics only the $2 a month Patreons and above can suggest episode topics unfortunately that's no longer available to members of the public we have got a $5 tier which will be giving you a lot of extra content we talked about maybe doing a few easter eggs a few extra Shrek characters on there but uh, we've got a lot of uh, extra content already there and the $10 a month is uh, you get all of the uh, the above uh, and also to be a guest on the show and you get to come and be a guest on the show and you get your own Think to the Brink t-shirt yeah. but uh, yeah other extra content includes a role play with Quirrell interviewing for the job of Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher with myself as, I believe I was Dumbledore, Dumbledore and you yeah, played, Quirrell. played Quirrell. You played Quirrell with Voldemort on the back of his head. We did a watch along and lyrics analysis <laughs> of I Just Can't Wait to Be King yeah. uh, by Simba featuring Nala. <laughs> by Simba. Featuring Nala and Zazu. And Zazu, thank you for listening to Zazu two weeks ago and Trouble by Taylor Swift mm-hmm. last week, which also featured heavily discussions on Quirrell. Yeah, so quickly, just our social media, we're on Twitter and Instagram, Think to the Brink with the number two, and Facebook with Think to the Brink with the T-O. And now I think it's time to get into Lord Farquaad. Roll Roll titles. titles. I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And you're listening to Think to the Brink. Where best go for opinions than mum's nets. Can can Jesus choose which wine he turns it into? There needs to be some middle ground between a full stop and an exclamation point. Your taste buds are amazing. So it's basically like a glorified textbook writer. Is there any person in the world that is more of a yes man than Mr. Samir? I would say Farquaad. Farquaad. Actually. Would you? Well, you wouldn't pronounce the D. Silent D. Far quad or far quad? I mean, there's there's two A's. I think we should just say. I think it's got yeah. So I, there's I, three I, A's. There's there's two A's after the Q. Far quad. I've got here that it is purposefully sounds like fuckwad. 
<laughs> There's a little dig from the the folk at DreamWorks um, at the fact that he might be, and he, and he is he is a bit of a that, isn't he? <laughs> well, I think yeah. In terms of the first film, he's definitely the the key villain, both the dragon, but the dragon is eventually shown to be sweet and well natured, yeah. just bored. I think. Bored, but yeah, I mean, it's quite a, yeah very limited role, isn't it? Do you think the dragon interviewed for that role <laughs> <laughs> with Lord Farquaad? I think in terms of all the animals that they have, all the creatures that you see in Far Far Away, I think the dragon's probably the most qualified. I don't think the gingerbread man would be able to fulfil that role very well. It's not in because Far Far Away. Oh, far Far Away is a separate part and of the that's world. Shrek too, isn't it? Yeah, that's or is Shrek too. Dulock. Do you know why it's called Dulock? So he's the Lord of Dulock. On really? Shrek Wiki, it says he's the King of Dulock. Briefly. So I can't remember, is there a moment in the film where he declares himself king? He never has a crown, does he? So he's the Lord of Duloc, but to claim kingship, he has to marry, and he wants Fiona as his queen. Yeah, so the whole the whole thrust of it is that that is why Shrek goes away, because they're having a tournament. Yeah. <coughs> to try and find someone, because Farquaad doesn't want to go on himself to defeat the dragon. Which... Well, he's, he's uniquely unqualified. I don't think he would have interviewed, oh. by the way, for that post. What? He wouldn't have been the one... Advertising the dragon, he doesn't want the dragon. He doesn't want anyone guarding it. That would have been maybe Prince Charming or the Fairy Godmother. So how does he become his role of a dictator? Well, yeah, as you said it on Shrek Wiki. A big shout out to Shrek Wiki occupation, Lord of Duloc, King of Duloc, briefly, and aristocrat, dictator, King of the Underworld. Yeah, is that? I is mean, that's that after a, he dies. Yeah, because I've got trivia. Despite rejecting Fiona after seeing her in Ogress form, Farquaad wanted her to become his ghostly queen in the Underworld, so he must still have feelings for her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he. I think he likes the idea of not being alone. So how does he? Yeah, you're right. How does he seize power? Does he build Duloc? We've got history and overview. Duloc situated at the edge of a giant cornfield, surrounded by high walls and accessible via turnstiles at the entrance parking lot. Yeah. Uh, beyond the gates, there are uniform Germanic-style white houses with blue accents and many shops with pink flowers and thin green leaves. One gift shop sells nothing but souvenirs of Lord Farquaad's likeness. So this isn't giving me any of the history, really. Oh, prior to Lord Farquaad's plan to become king, a large number of magical creatures used to live in Duloc together with the normal townspeople. However, they were ultimately banished to Shrek's swamp. Why does he banish them? He just doesn't really like... I think he's averse to anything that's different. Yeah. I think, actually, uh, funnily enough here, we found out on Shrek Wiki that his paternal uncles are the Seven Dwarves. What? Did you not find that? No. So family, Grumpy, father, Princess P, mother, Fiona, ex-wife, and the seven dwarfs, the paternal uncles, excluding Grumpy, who's obviously his father. So I don't know in what yeah, they... part of the canon, the Shrek canon, they came up with that, but apparently Grumpy is the Grumpy the dwarf. Yeah, uh, as opposed to the adjective. Yeah, yeah. Um, Grumpy is the father of Lord Fogel, which explains why he's so short. Government system, lordship, du jour, dictatorship, De facto. De facto means a state of affairs that is true in fact but is not officially sanctioned in contrast to jour means a state of affairs that is in accordance with law. So the law of the land is that he, it's just a lordship. Yeah. The ruler is a lord or a lady, can become a king or a queen by marrying a princess or a prince, but it is a de facto dictatorship. So, it's okay. not, so he's made it into that. Most recently known Lord Farquaad, former rulers, P, brackets, disinherited. Well, that might be Princess P, his mother. I've or got his fo- former princess of Duloc. Yeah, it's interesting that 
So Farquad is Grumpy's surname. That's an interesting point to take from this. I didn't think no. the dwarfs had surnames. The Grumpy Farquad is the dwarf's name. Yeah, because because uh, <laughs> because aren't they nicknames? Well, maybe potentially, but I've well because I've got a, a full name, a real name here of Lord Farquad. This is on made-up characters with you, <laughs> and it's uh, most reliable of sources. Markilos Maximus Bukowski Ferdo Farquad. We we saw on real Wikipedia or normal Wikipedia. His name was Maximus. He's up there with Milburn, Pennybags, and Julius Pringle as famous characters whose first name is not really well known. But Maximus yeah. is apparently... Although here it says Markalos Maximus Bukowski Ferdo Farquad. He's also known as Lord Farquad, Lard Farquad. I don't know who calls him that. Midget, not politically correct. Short King, Short Lard, Lord Farquad, and Red King. I... Slightly Red suspicious. King. Made up characters. Wiki may not be completely factually accurate. <laughs> yeah. It does say there here though that he despises creatures of any kind, and sought to relocate the fairy tale creatures to Shrek's swamp. So that's kind of the inciting incident of the whole plot. Shrek wakes up. He likes his privacy. He finds all these creatures on his swamp. Goes to complain to Lord Farquaad. Lord Farquaad's having a tournament to decide who is going to go rescue Fiona from the dragon because he's basically decided, and we should maybe talk about that scene uh, with the mirror, when he decides in a blind date kind of style which queen he wants to take. So Snow White, Sleeping Beauty and Princess Fiona, I think, are the three options. Yeah, and when he, when he sees Princess Fiona and does choose her, he hides an erection. But just quickly, to give a uh, Princess P, who was a former princess of Duloc, who was disinherited of her title after she married the dwarf Grumpy out of love. Oh, interesting. She had a hard time sleeping on the couple's lumpy mattress, so Grumpy stacked 25 mattresses on top of one another to help her fall asleep. However, due to the great height, P fell from the top of the mattress to her death. She was a P, then? Well, I think it's based on... She was called P, but it's based off, like, Princess and the P. Okay, yeah. So, with the, with the mattress story, but with a, a fateful twist. But that still doesn't explain... Um, how she became princess of Duloc. The seven dwarves are also banished to... Yeah, so that's kind of a weird... Um... So maybe he has a difficult relationship with his father. Well, like, I imagine he blames his father for his mother's death. Well, his father is at fault if Grumpy stacked those mattresses up. I mean, I, that doesn't sound like Grumpy, to be honest. That Thank sounds more caring than Grumpy. Well, no, I think, like, he's like, oh, maybe he's trying to kill... Maybe he is trying to kill her. <laughs> Also, I think, yeah, with the whole thing about the dwarf, maybe with the exception of Doc, if they were named, like, Sleepy at birth... Yeah. Did we discuss this in the Doc episode? I think we did talk about the, 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 the kind of the motivations for their names. Yeah, they can't have been named at birth because... They, how would you know? I mean, yeah. you could have a sleepy baby. Self-fulfilling prophecy, a la Harry Potter. Could have been Neville. Exactly. I've got here um, about Lord Farquaad. He's four foot six. Because I imagine he's half dwarf, right? Yeah, he is, yeah. Well, he's a medical dwarf. Considered a dwarf if they're under four foot ten. So he is, so he's medically... Medically speaking, a dwarf. dwarf. yeah. Yeah. Probably taller than his father. You'd imagine so, because if he's half human... Well, no, I mean, like, the dwarfs are... But in, the, in this, they're not medical dwarfs. They're magical they're dwarfs. They're magical dwarfs. So half magical dwarf, half regular human. Regular height human, you'd say. <laughs> Apparently, it says also, it says here, he was born on the 28th of January, 1451. But I know... I, <laughs> but I also saw his birthday on Wikipedia was April 15th. So there's kind of conflicting reports on the internet. Uh, so, main Wikipedia, Lord Farquaad is the short in stature, ruthless ruler of Duloc. Uh, several times in the film it is observed that with Duloc's towering height, Farquaad may be compensating for something. His birthday is April 15th. In his pursuit of perfection, Farquaad attempts to rid his kingdom of fairy tale creatures, offering a bounty for their capture. So he really does like everything to be just so. And I think, probably, I think we can surmise that maybe because of the relationship with his father, Grumpy, 
just a resentment against dwarves because he's grown up in a position of power but because he's inherited a short stature from his father maybe that's where the hatred of fairy tale creatures comes from so he offers a bounty for their capture but because Farquaad is not of royal stock he cannot become king until he marries a princess he decides that someone known as known as Princess Fiona no, she's just called Princess Fiona. <laughs> yeah. Can be his perfect wife and queen, but she first must be rescued from her tower. So this is this is the whole plot of the film. So yeah. he, he's he's a perfectionist. I think we can definitely say he's suffering from small man syndrome. Yeah, maybe a sort of fairy tale version of Napoleon. Alan yeah. Rickman was originally offered the role, but he turned it down to play Severus Snape in the Harry Potter saga instead. Interesting. Uh, some of you may not know that the role actually went to John Lithgow. Yeah, who is a very, very tall man. Is he? 1.93 metres. That is quite tall. Six foot four. That is quite tall. So, I did not know that. Yeah, there was a, a large discrepancy between those two. I've got a page for him here on Villains Wiki. So we've been we've been moving back and forth from Wikipedia. Yeah, to, he's got a lot of wikis actually. Pops yeah, to him. yeah. No, I think you've you've done quite well for yourself. Evil doer, Lord Farquaad. It says here, full name Farquaad, which we've known is not true. Alias Lord Farquaad, liege and dwarf. Origin from the Shrek film. Occupation. Well, we found him. Well, what are you waiting for? Bring him in. Very Here's good. The Thelonious is lying preceding <laughs> uh, the torch scene. Uh, occupation. Any any guesses? What villains? Wiki dictator. It actually says tyrannical ruler oh. of of Duloc. Yeah. Powers and skills. He's got quite a few. Ruling. Leadership. Yeah. I'll, okay, give, leadership. I'll give you leadership. Manipulation. Manipulation is one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wit. No. Political power, I'll throw in with uh, with ruling. He's got right. political power. Torture? No, he doesn't have torture. He's got intelligence, though. Okay. Deception. Yeah. Sword. I don't think he ever uses a sword. No. Oppression. And opprobrium. What's opprobrium? Opprobrium is harsh criticism or censure. Is that a power? I suppose he's, he's you know, I, 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 like I doubt the people of Duloc have much freedom of speech. We see some propaganda as Shrek and Donkey walk in the little song. Duloc is a perfect place. So I think straight away you can tell he's kind of censoring the press. I don't reckon he allows much criticism. I don't think there's much freedom of speech in Duloc. Uh, hobby. Any hobbies that you would imagine for Lord Farquaad? Well, manipulation. <laughs> Manipulating people, yes. Manipulating people is a hobby, yeah. Is a hobby. Like, oh, taking baths? Drinking? No, not none of them. Drinking cocktails? We do see that in... Choosing you know, princesses? No. Gaining power, uh, which is uh, which is a good hobby for a lot of people. Imagine if someone's like, oh, what, what are you, how have you been filling your evenings? Oh, I'm just gaining power. I've, just, I've really got into gaining power recently. Well, I suppose that could be working out. I don't think it means that here, though. Yeah. Um, it would be a flogging a dead horse, wouldn't it, really, if Lord Farquaad tried to get in shape? Well, he could he could get in better shape. I don't think he's in particularly good shape. Well, he, well, as you see, he does do a lot of drinking and lying around. I think most of the time you see him, he's lying around. Yeah, he's got quite skinny arms. I think he could bulk up. Yeah, no, true. Um, he doesn't have to though. Uh, and he's got one more hobby, which is torturing fairy tale creatures, and we mm. see that mainly with the gingerbread man. He does rip off a few of his arms, which is quite dark for a, a children's film. Uh, but they later do get put back on. So he has a few goals as well. Uh, marry Princess Fiona and become the official king of Duloc. Failed. Kill Shrek. Failed. Cleanse his perfect world of all fairy tale creatures. Succeeded. Well, for a time. <laughs> I yeah. think they all come back at the end. And kill Princess Fiona so she can rule beside him in the underworld. Failed. Now that's in a spin-off. I think spin-off. that's a... Would you say that he is... like? Does he look like a dwarf? Or does he look like just a small human? I think he looks more like a small human. Like I, he, so he's more, proportion-wise, he's everything you'd expect of a regular height human. Just shorter. Just shorter. Yes. 
Okay. No, definitely. I, a few comments to make about him in terms of the kind of traditional fairy tale dwarf. He doesn't have a beard. He's clean shaven. Yeah. We do see him with stubble, so maybe sometimes he maybe he makes a big effort not to kind of fall into the he's got dwarf more hair. stereotype. He's kind of got to bob. He has, yeah. He's got like a little Dutch boy haircut. So he, he fails with a lot of his goals. Crimes, attempted murder, usurpation. I don't know really who he's usurping because we seem to see him in power the whole time. Maybe Princess P. So uh-huh. Grumpy's not part of the royal family. So maybe he came in and usurped the royal family. Do you think Thelonious is like the, you know, the we were talking about in Game of Thrones where they have people that are just loyal to whoever is ruling. Do you think Thelonious is like that? or do you think? Well, Thelonious may be one of, um, there's a big conspiracy theory, fan theory out there that Thelonious himself is actually an ogre because we do just see his eyes, but they appear to be green-skinned. So that could be a... And he does, at the end, sort of cheer, doesn't he, when... I think he's just a very oppressed member of Farquaad's household that's been squashed and suppressed for so long that he's really lost any individuality or ability to stand up for himself. I think Felonius is a very sad story. He's also guilty of crimes of treason, oppression, kidnapping, torture, abuse and tyranny. And type of villain? Ruler. Mm, no. Manipulator. No. Greedy, tyrannical, weakling. Weakling. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem with one of the things that's most dislikable about him is because he was, you can, you know, anyone could beat him physically, but he has this kind of reign of terror because he surrounded himself with goons, a lot of them who look like felonious. Yeah. So, so all the origin about Grumpy is in the musical. Uh, in the musical, he was shown to be quite duplicitous, persuasive, treacherous, hypocritical, and sanctimonious, as he was revealed to be the offspring of fairy tale creatures, the princess from The Princess and the Pea, and the dwarf Grumpy from Snow White, in spite of his laws of banning them from Duloc. This was proven when the fairy tale creatures brought in Grumpy to confront Farquaad for accusing him of abandoning Farquaad in the woods when he actually kicked Farquaad out because he was 28 and living in his basement. <laughs> So now we get a bit of backstory. Wow, oh, okay. So maybe Farquaad was just leeching off his dad. Yeah, yeah, His yeah. dad kicked him out. Farquaad turned his life around and suddenly became the ruler. Did you ever have Shrek Super Party? I did not. Is that a video a, game? It was a video game in 2002. It was great. Uh, there were six characters. So the game follows the basic plot of the first film, except it's represented through a contest held by the Magic Mirror. Ah. Each of the six playable characters, I'm going to ask you to list them in a sec, have their own respective wishes that they want to fulfil by winning a series of mini-games themed after scenes from the film. So what are the six playable characters? Well, Shrek. Yeah. Donkey. Yeah. Fiona. Yeah. Farquaad. Yeah. Dragon. No. Gingerbread Man. No. Wolf. No. Who do I go on about all the time? Felonius. Correct. Felonius is the playable character. <laughs> and the final one. I think you'll be shocked by the sixth one. Pinocchio. No. The Little Bird. No. Robin Hood? A bit of respect. Sir Robin Hood. Monsieur Hood. Monsieur Hood. (laughs) Wow. Monsieur Hood's another... Is he only in the first one? He's only got one scene. He's got like a big song and dance number and then they kill him, don't they? Or Shrek and Fiona, basically. (laughs) We've got here... uh, I I really like this. Yeah. um, Robin Hood. Status living. Occupation. Uh, Well, outlaw. Thief. Thief. Location. The, uh, the Sherwood Forest. Sherwood Forest, correct. And Duloc. Duloc. <laughs> Gender, male, family. Merry men. Correct. <laughs> I don't think they're related. Race, human. It was um, Vincent Cassel. Really? The voice. <laughs> As in Latin. Wow. What a diverse <laughs> acting career he's had. Wow. From Latin to... La- Shrek. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Maybe that's why they cast him. People are like, oh, he's in a really good film about the hood in France. Let's cast him as Monsieur Hood. 
Maybe that's the reference, maybe that's the joke. While the Merry Men, with the exception of Monsieur Hood, of course, are unnamed, it's easy to assume the accordion player is Friar Tuck and the big guy's Little John. The other Merry Men could, in fact, be Much the Miller's son, Will Scarlet, Arthur Abland, and Will Stutley, all of the, these characters who are part of the group in the early legends. He also appears in Shrekaculous Karaoke Swamp, where he is seen in Dragoness's stomach with a match, singing Staying Alive and is later digested sometime after or during the Shrek dance party. Because, yeah, we should just say his fate, he gets eaten by the dragon. What, the, the Monsieur Hood? No, Farquaad. Oh, Farquaad, yeah, yeah. Is he the shortest character that we've ever done on the show? How tall's Edna? Or Doc. She's about four foot three. So, no. Edna, is, it's thought to be as three inches shorter than Lord Farquaad, and there is the fact <laughs> that you can regale your friends with it, you never knew you needed. He's also taller than his paternal uncle. Doc, that's actually interesting, because it, it implies that all of the dwarves are brothers. I don't think we ever came across that on our Doc episode available on Patreon. We discussed whether Doc had seized power for himself or had been voted in by an electorate yeah. of dwarves, but maybe he's just the oldest brother. Oh, maybe, yeah. We didn't even entertain that option. In which case, Farquad is the surname of all of them. Doc Farquad, <laughs> Dopey Farquad. But maybe, maybe they were all so ashamed when Lord Farquhar takes the name that they abandon it abandon and they go for the like surname. the one name, the one name deal. Yeah, yeah, that could be true as well. Yeah, because they are the Seven Dwarfs are in Shrek, aren't they? The yeah. film, yeah. Well, they're all chained together, aren't they? In one long line. That's really cruel. But then maybe it's a case of eat or get eaten, as in like Lord Farquhar is like, well, either I have to come down really hard on the fairy tale creatures, or they'll come down really hard on me. Yeah, I'll, I'll get lumped in. Some other dictator's going to come. Do you think anyone else is vying for power that we see in the first film? Monsieur Hood, maybe? Well, Monsieur Hood is an outlaw, so I think Monsieur Hood probably was maybe banished. He is a fairy tale creature, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he is a man. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say he's a creature. Um, he's a, no, also Robin Hood is not a fairy tale. Robin Hood was, uh, was a nobleman that got exiled by King John. So maybe Monsieur Hood did have a position at court and Farquaad got rid of him because A, he's very annoying, and B, maybe he was a rival for power. Yeah. So I think Monsieur Hood has probably got all the credentials to take back power. Do you think he uh, yeah, maybe might have had some xenophobia as well, being French? <laughs> well, that's also true. <laughs> yeah. Well, if Farquaad, he's got a very sort of German-sounding name himself, and Duloc has yeah. very sort of, Scan not Scandinavian, but um, sort of Northern European, uh, Bavarian, it, Prussian, very Prussian. Well, is it not? Because Nottingham... Sherwood Forest is right in the middle. <laughs> it's actually Sherwood Forest. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's set in the UK. That's um, true. Yeah, I think there's there's a kind of fluid geography in this uh, in this universe. Yeah, well, I put map Shrek. So, yeah, so someone has drawn a map of of Shrek. So they're saying Dewlock is a is an area, as opposed to a town. Shrek Swamp is in there, and then Duke Seagulls and the Dragon's Keep is all in there. And then far, far away is a completely different um, different kingdoms. That's a good way of saying it. But Dulot, it could be like a Mexico City in Mexico scenario. Yeah, probably, or Luxembourg, yeah. That Dulot is, yeah. No, it's definitely a city. Well, it says perfect place. It doesn't say perfect town or perfect city. Does it have a cathedral? Perfect town. Here we have some rules. Let them lay them down. It is perfect town. Oh, so it's a town, not it's a city. Good, so no cathedral. <laughs> okay. So you know that. Yeah, okay. Um, How long do you think Farquaad's been in power? He seems to be quite established. I think he's got quite power hungry. But I, I think it explains why he wants to distance himself from fairy tale creatures as much as possible. I think in many ways because the obvious criticism of him as a ruler is, oh, he's one of those fairy tale creatures. His dad's a dwarf and his mum is a princess, Princess yeah. P. And so he goes very much the other way. He's like, no, I've got nothing to do with them. In fact, I'll hunt them down to show that I hate them and I'm a you know proper ruler. Mm. You know, I think maybe that's that's partly why he becomes so anti 
Fairy tale. I've just read as well that because um, Far Far Away is a kingdom, she has to be a king. Yeah. So it's not a kingdom, whereas Duloc is a lordship. Yeah, because he doesn't he doesn't have the kingship. Yeah, he needs to marry Fiona, who's the daughter of Far Far. That would cement a, maybe a military and political alliance between Duloc and Far Far Away. Maybe that's what he's really getting at. A marriage with Princess Fiona politically would make the most sense because Snow White and Sleeping Beauty, they don't seem to have any power on this continent. I don't think they're... No. Well, I mean, maybe if he'd married one of them, they would have also had families somewhere else. Yeah, but I don't think they're on the same mainland. Looking at that map, I think they may be across the sea. That's true. I think, you know, Duloc and Far Far Away border each other. So you... And Far Far Away, I think, is far more rich and powerful. So it's very much the equivalent of a smaller country not wanting to make an enemy of its yeah. neighbouring superpower, maybe like Belgium and Germany. <laughs> yeah. We've got, because of the references in the real world, it's been suspected this world may be, in fact, Earth. While no place in the series has been identified as a real-world location. Except Sherwood Forest. Yeah, meaning that the world may be entirely fictitious. So, yeah, references to the real world. When Shrek turns into a good-looking human in Shrek 2, one of the girls asks if he's from Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Possum Boots speaks with a Spanish accent, suggesting that Spain may exist. <laughs> when uh, Donkey says, I suppose you parade around in those goofy boots, Possum Boots replies, Hey, hey, be very careful with those. Hee-haw, they were made in Madrid. <laughs> yes. Okay, so so Spain is definitely a place. Someone in Possum Boots, the three Diablos, is Princess of Italy. In Shrek the Third, the evil queen says she's always wanted to own a spa in France. <laughs> so there's lots of European... Um, well, Miss Your Hood is clearly... French. Simon Cowell, a real-life TV host, appears physically in Far, Far Away Idol. He doesn't look fit. He's animated. Mm-hmm. It's all animated. Yeah. I like that they're drawing together these facts, much as we do. Shirley Bassey's in it as well. Is she? There's like a statue of her. And we've got here all the creatures. So we've got intelligent and talking. Humans, ogres, donkeys, cats, dwarves, fairies, eggs, gingerbreads. Eggs? <laughs> yeah. It's Humpty Dumpty in it. Yeah. Anyway, intelligent and talking. Humans, ogres, donkeys, cats, dwarves, fairies, egg, gingerbreads, woods, pigs, wolves, mice, cyclops, and gnomes. Intelligent but not talking. Dragons, non-intelligent. Dogs, birds and horses. Unknown mermaids. Religion, there is a cathedral in Duloc. So why is it at town? Well, maybe they just have the different different criteria as to what's a town Mm. and what's a city. I think Farquaad would have been very keen to have it upgraded to city status. Maybe so he's recently built the cathedral and it's just been finished. Yeah. They haven't updated the uh, the jingle yet. Yeah. What, what would you, if you were going to change it to Duloc is a perfect city, any good rhymes that you can come up with? Welcome to Duloc. This is our, per- this is our ditty. Yeah, it's a perfect <laughs> no, city. Yeah. So welcome we have to some Duloc rules, so listen to our ditty. Listen to this ditty. ditty. Yeah. yeah. We have bit some full. rules to keep it so pretty. Yes, yeah. very good, yeah. So they could have easily changed. I think they probably just finished the cathedral. Yeah. Farquaad's invested a lot of money because he wants to upgrade it to city status, but they haven't quite updated the uh, the little sort of the musical yeah. accompaniments to the... It is difficult to keep everything, especially if you're just ruling with an iron fist. You can't be everywhere. He's got fingers in many proverbial pies. Definitely. Outside of the film series, Farquaad appears in the Universal Studios theme park ride Shrek 4D and its comic book adaptation. In the series, Farquaad returns as a ghost with plans to make Fiona his queen of the underworld so that he will be king of the underworld. So exactly the same plot as the first film. However, he is once again defeated, only to reappear in the second issue. This time he orders a man named Ferret and his hitman Vesuvius to kill Shrek, who at the moment is investigating a foul-smelling gingerbread house. 
Farquhar's appearance here is comparatively minor. He does not appear in the third and final issue, save for a brief mention. Farquhar again appeared as an evil spirit in the Game Boy Advance game Shrek Reekin Havoc, in which he made evil copies of fairy tale characters, such as Pinocchio, the Big Bad Wolf, I think the Big Bad Wolf is already evil, Peter Pan, and a giant from the world of Jack and the Beanstalk. After these bosses are defeated, he kidnaps Shrek before the final face-off. He also makes a cameo in Shrek's Smash and Crash as a ghost. Oh, yeah. And he appears in the iPhone game Shrek Cart as a playable character called the Ghost of Lord Farquaad. So they really doubled down and committed to him being a ghost in all future spin-offs. Yeah, they really have. Do you think John Lithgow was annoyed that he wasn't in the future ones? Cause I well, think he gets Shrek- killed off, so... I think Shrek 1 is the best one. I think, I think watching that torture scene, I'm like, oh, the script is so... Snappy, isn't it? A lot of people like Shrek 2, though. Yeah. Shrek 2, I I think it's fair to say that Shrek 2 introduces some characters that are amongst the best in the franchise, such as Puss in Boots. And Prince Charming. And Prince Charming. Very good moment. But Shrek 1, for originality, Poison Grace, cannot be beaten. No, I think it's hard to argue with that. I've got some more, a little bit more on on, on Wikipedia. Uh, apparently IGN's Orlando Parfit chose Lord Farquaad as his 14th favourite fantasy villain, so that's quite quite high up Yeah, uh, for a character up. that's only in one film ever. The Joker? Um, I don't, yeah, well, the Joker. For, I don't know. I mean, maybe I need to look at the list, but, but 14, I, I think you'd be quite happy with that. Uh, inspiration. There is speculation that Lord Farquaad's appearance was inspired by Michael Eisner, the then CEO of the Walt Disney Company, obviously DreamWorks' rival to Walt oh, Disney, yeah, yeah. because of producer Jeffrey Katzenberg's animosity towards his former employer. Uh, others have noted a resemblance to Richard III of England. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Other speculations include that his appearance is based on a conglomeration of perfectionists slash megalomaniacs, such as Napoleon, Joseph Stalin, Hideki Tojo, and even Adolf Hitler. Oh, wow. There is a claim that Lord there. Farquaad was named after film animator Mark Farquhar. So I mean that's yeah, I mean there's a claim. How are you spelling that? F A R Q U H A R. So I mean that's a fairly I think legitimate claim. Yeah, yeah, that is very close. Okay, so I have actually got so okay, so I've I've managed to get a copy of Orlando Parfit's list, and unfortunately, fourteenth favourite fantasy villain, uh, unfortunately, it is a list of fifteen. Oh right. So, so I mean it's right down the bottom. But an honourable mention to even get in the top fifteen is, is very impressive. Yeah. Um definitely. fifteen is Queen Bav Morda. Lord Farquaad, the Shrek series, Lord Farquaad has two obsessions, a lack of height and his hatred of fairy tale beings. Is he obsessed with lack of height? I'd say he's obsessed with getting a queen. Compensating. Compensating, yeah. Obsessed with proving himself. I don't think he's obsessed. Maybe he kn- he knows it comes from his lack of height. Yeah, small man maybe. syndrome, Napoleon complex. It says that the first leads him to build an extremely tall palace to compensate for his small stature. Oh, that's true. The latter results in him banishing all fairy tale critters. Is there a lift? Yeah, I think so. I think he would tire very easily. Yeah, small legs. Yeah, and a big head as well. Very big head. Um, the latter results in him banishing all fairy tale critters to grouchy ogre Shrek Swamp. John Lithgow is the perfectly cast voice of Farquaad, playing him as a wretched, arrogant, and slimy little man. He's got a most villainous moment here. Yeah, After okay. Cameron Diaz's princess turns into an ogre, Farquaad decides against marrying her and banishes the half woman, half beast, to a remote tower instead. We'd probably do the same, to be honest. Wow. Wow. Some other people on this list Captain Barbosa. From Pirates of the Caribbean. Classic. King Xerxes from 300. Wow, so it's got a, the White Witch from uh, The Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe. Lord Voldemort is number two. Uh, most villainous moment when he kills oh, Cedric, kill the spare. And maybe I can guess then. So it's Sauron. Close. Same franchise. Uh, Saruman. No, you don't know Lord of the Rings, so... 
Mm, so this is tricky. Um, don't know. The Witch King, Nazgul, the Black Riders. Oh, yeah. So the leader of them. And what, it's... over the Eye of Sauron, or Saruman, yeah. or Gollum? Gollum's not really a villain, though, I guess. Well, Gollum is, Schmeagol's not. Oh, interesting. But not his Well, this is his favourite, as opposed to the best. The most villainous moment, stabbing poor Frodo at Helm's Deep. He doesn't stab him at Helm's Deep, that's a mistake. A wound the little fella would never truly recover. He's very, he's very condescending, yeah. this guy. Little fella... Slimy little man. Anyway, so that's a top 15 fantasy villains. Farquaad gets in a 14. So he's quite esteemed company there if he's up there with Voldemort and the Witch King. And yeah, you know, these are big, multi, multi not multi franchise, multi film villains, and Farquaad is very much small fry. Yeah, well, but, um, if you're punches, pardon the pun, yeah. punches, punches above his weight. Yeah, yeah, very good. A few more questions before we uh, call it a day. Would Farquaad fit into your group of friends? Uh, Size-wise, yes, yeah. but um, <laughs> probably not. No, room for a small one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I think they'd find him a bit abrasive, and he'd try and take over the conversation. Yeah, you probably yeah probably try and gain power. Within. I think you try and decide what to do. You might banish. Do you have any kind of more kooky friends that are slightly more kind of no, just more kind of fairy tale? Sort of. You might try and banish uh, them to a swamp. Oh yeah, could do and like give a whole heap of unrest. Yeah, uh, one man for a quadplay. Um, or musical you can't know there's already a Shrek the there's already a Shrek the musical um, well I think if he had a, a TED talk series it would be called um, Little Talks what about uh, I think it would be called Near or Far Quad yeah who's afraid of Lord Farquaad yeah. <laughs> who's afraid of Lord Farquaad <laughs> one man band with Farquaad small faces <laughs> Correct. Small faces. Well, thank you very much for listening to this uh, meandering Shrek-based... Is that our first Shrek character? First ever Shrek character. I love Shrek. Not, not, I'd say the franchise. Not the character. No, I'd say, I'd say the first film. Yeah. I do love the character. I've got a special... I, I kind of want to watch it now. Well, maybe we can. Maybe we'll um, do some commentary on it and uh, post that on Patreon. Yeah. No, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Wherever you subscribe, thank you for following us on social media if you do. And go and check out our Patreon page that we plugged at the front of the show. We'd love to have you with us on board this overthinking journey. Next week, we've got uh, another topic we haven't decided quite yet. But, um, no, so, it, well, don't send it. Pay your $2. Pay your $2 and then send, and then send, and then send in your send suggestions. Your suggestions. Yeah. Um, and until next time. It's goodbye from me, Will Baker. And me, Alex Prescott. And in the meantime, don't, don't forget, forget to overthink. overthink.